Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, Hello. and as I am every week, I am joined by Jackie. Hello. And also joined by Miles. Hello, my microphone is sliding down. I was no, wondering how you were, catch it, how catch you were doing it. that. We're a podcast that talks about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure in many of its incarnations. Um, but we exclude any print media. So what, what I mean is we watch the anime... And we watch these OVAs, and we watch the old OVAs, and all of those can be found on anchor.fm slash jjbpod. Um, if you didn't know, once we're out of JoJo content, which will happen after this week, we then watch <laughs> anime that people suggest to us, including people who pay to force us to watch yeah. an anime. We'll take your suggestions, maybe, but we don't have to listen to you, or we might just pick something we like, but... If you subscribe to our Patreon and for the $20 tier, we'll, we'll watch whatever you make us watch as long as it's anime and not hentai. Um, you only have to do it once. Like, and you only have to pay. It's not, not $20 monthly, just a one time and then you can stop. Uh, but and, if you wanted to say, you know what, once a month for the, for the foreseeable future, these dildos have to watch an anime that i say you could just keep the 20 what if somebody rolling. was like okay this month you're watching the first three episodes of my anime and the next month you're watching the next three episodes of my they, anime. they can do that that's fine again <laughs> as long as th- there's no hentai we're not we're not watching urotsuko doji what do we do when whenever the hell uh the new season of jojo happens uh i guess we can't take the the yeah, 20 just take tier. that tier down yeah or something, or um, or we just create create a backlog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> during, I don't for know. During the uh, recesses, I don't know. We do two episodes a week, and only the people who paid get those episodes. <laughs> it just goes right back <laughs> into their pocket. We do a pocket. special episode. It's just like for you. it's like a lap dance, but of, of anime <laughs> podcasts. Uh, this week we watched Rohan. What is it? Thus spoke Rohan Kishibe, number sixteen at a confessional, which is the fourth animated ova to come out from jojo and before we all weigh in give our feelings and also summarize and talk about what the fuck happened um we have to step behind the curtain of our correspondence confessional Mm, nice pretty good confessional booth or is it just the confessional room no it's a booth i've heard booth yeah confession booth? booth Okay. Um, by that, what I mean is we look at emails you send to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Um, and that is pretty much it. I mean, you can tweet to us, but it has to be a really good tweet. Otherwise, we're just like, haha, yeah. And that's it. <laughs> Who wants to read an email? I'll read. Thank you. From Christian. Wow, how fitting. <laughs> localization oh, yeah. in jojo hey gang since you guys are covering jojo again and quarantine is taking its toll on me huh Aww. i figured i might as well write about jojo and its fickle relationship with localization first there's the elephant in the room and that's the change stand names because copyright is a bitch but more importantly there's the matter of turning out a good translation since jojo has only recently been been getting official localization fans in the past Oh, fans in the past, like Mark, have had to rely on poor fan translations until JoJo's colored adventure put out fairly competent. By that I mean it's better than Crunchyroll subs because the translators are underpaid, so the translations are subpar. 
That was all a parenthetical. Mm-hmm. Translations with the added bonus of using the jump shuisha colored scans that look beautiful. However, from my understanding, Japanese can be a very dense language, meaning that you can put a lot of character and personality into dialogue just by how you make characters say things. So while the colored fan scans are good, I think the official Viz translation is probably the best way to read JoJo. I'll leave two images attached to this email for comparison. What do you guys think? And putting color aside, I don't see color. Which person of the scene do you prefer? I'll leave it at that for now, but trust me, I could write so much more on this subject. Thanks for reading this stupidly long email. Christian. That wasn't too stupidly long. It was fun. Nah. Some line breaks be good. But, okay, so we were sent uh, two screenshots or two panels. Um, one that seems to be from JoJo's Colored Adventure, which is a group of people that, that, by the way, Christian, they don't do the translations, if I remember correctly. JoJo's Colored Adventure, I don't remember where they get their translations from, but they just, like, pair it, they copy it or whatever, into the quote-unquote official um, colored scans that were on the Shueisha website. Um, which means if you like the colors you see in these um, panels people post, you can't get a book with them. You have to only go to that Japanese site where they uh, were colored in. But anyway, one has the colors, and it is Okuyasu debuting his The Hand stand. And it says, no, Josuke Higashikara, I, Okuyasu Nijimura, will eliminate you with my stand, The Hand. And then uh, one of them says, bring it on. And the other one says, oh, it's already been brought. No, I'm just, no one says that. Uh, and then the other screenshot is a monochrome with, I think, I want to say lighter line work, but uh, it's black, white, and like a kind of salmon color. Um, and I'm getting the feeling this may have just been like a, a panel or two, a page that Araki felt like coloring in. Not sure. Um, and it says, instead of no, it says, not a chance. Josuke Higashikara Ai Okuyasu Nijimura will erase you. Prepare to face the hand. And then instead of bringing on, he says, here I come. Which makes sense, because he's the one who is going to attack. These are just slightly different, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're that different. Yeah. It says, uh, it says Doom under the, uh, in the, in the, the salmon-colored one. It says Doom under the ko, 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 ko. It says Doom. Doom! Oh, really? Yeah, really tiny. Doom. It tells you that do, 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 do is just a rumbling sound. I, I I don't know. Go, 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 go is rumbling. I don't know what do, 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 do is. Oh, I can't read katakana. And yeah. That's, hey, <laughs> it's, rem- it's usually the remember. other one. Uh, that makes sense. From my experience. They're both fine. Of studying the Japanese language. Um, <laughs> yeah, there are some weird crunchy roll choices. Like maybe they are underpaid or maybe they have less time. I don't know. But besides that, it, it yeah, it does get really nuanced because there are little endings and, and, and ways of conjugating that don't have equivalent translations in English. Um, like, for instance, if you conjugate something informally and um, use a title for someone in Japanese, sometimes the English subtitle will kind of put more flowery words, like more flowery language into it. And so if you're watching it as an English speaker, you might be like, well, why are they talking like they're in the middle ages and it's like well that's all they could do to figure that out um so to Mm. a degree i think some of these differences in translation you're seeing they could just come down to preference it could just be that because there's wiggle room a different person is going to translate it a different way um so yeah you know translation is always interpretive no matter what between any language 
there is no one-to-one um, easy to translate language. If there were, then it would just be like, I don't know, a fantasy Star Wars language. Like if every word in the English language had an exact specific, you know, one-to-one table. What's the closest language to English? I don't know, maybe Esperanto or something. Okay. Really? I think Esperanto is pretty close, right? It was invented in the 20th century. What is it? That's true. It's like a a man-made language with the intention of, um, like consciously, I don't mean like all languages are man-made obviously, but um, that I think it was supposed to be a universal language. I think there's some Spanish Mm. influence in there as well. Um, I think the term is constructed language. Constructed international auxiliary language. It was created by a Polish Mm. ophthalmologist. Huh. Let's see here. The international language, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. This is way too much to read right now, but... Okay. I don't know. In my in my purview, is that a word that I should use? I don't know how it's used. Probably German or Dutch are the closest to English. But English is tricky. Because those are probably easier to translate. Yes and no. We pulled a lot of our vocabulary from romantic languages like French and Latin. Mm-hmm. But... A lot of our language is also German-based, and it evolved out of German. So. English is tricky because it has a huge vocabulary. And that's part of why, yeah. And the spelling is all dumb. Well. Yeah. It's stupid. Depends who you ask. No, it's all stupid. Okay. It Because it doesn't sound, it doesn't always sound how you speak. Right. Well, I mean, any. No. The problem is, is there are rules that are ignored. You know what I mean? Like. Like this, well, what I meant to say, sorry, I said sound how you speak, which doesn't make any sense. And you can't like it's not written the way that it's spoken all the time. Well, it is. All no. languages are written the way they're spoken, no. but it's just that it changes up. Like double O can be ooh, uh, and yeah, aw, but, I like, think. but like, but like O U G H can be oh. like, it could be like O. It could uh. be uff. It could be uh. yeah. There's like a million ooh, like through. Yes, yeah, so it's just inconsistent. Yeah, which is stupid. Well, English is stupid. I think it's I think it's beautiful that I can come up with new <laughs> words in English and you got to ask me what I think it's pronounced as. It's the language of Shakespeare. Which is why if I ask people, do you like that I think Canadian electronic duo Outtecher, Outtecher, Autecker? They invented that word and they explained that they really don't care how you pronounce it. Hmm. But now I can't talk to you about I that group. It's stupid. What do you say? Autecker? I say Autecker. Autecker? I like Outature. I don't know. I, I flip the R-E like it's a French word. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I recommend if you're learning languages at all, look at translations and see... Looking at translations, if it's to your native language, can help you understand a little bit more about the translated language because if you see two different approaches to it, to some degree that helps you understand its meaning, especially when they're very different and you're like, it must be in between or something. Listeners, if you speak multiple languages, write in and tell us about how stupid your languages are. <laughs> or, I don't know, just tell us something fun. Tell us something fun about learning your one of your languages. Yeah, sell us on a language. Tell us which language we should learn. Yeah. I'm on Tandem. Find me on Tandem. <laughs> 
Okay. Let's What's Tandem? Tandem is a German-developed app that is about finding language partners and conversing in a language on which you overlap. So right now I have Japanese and Spanish checked, and so I could talk to someone and just talk to them in English so they can improve their English. Um, so you can do video, you can do voice messages, you can text, and you can correct people's text. Like you hold down on it and then fix it or leave a comment. It's cool. Oh, I want to do that. It's cool. The only problem is there's not really a lot of structure. You have to make your own structure. It's not like, hey, you're now you're talking to Paula. Now, you know, click on this exercise so you guys can do this. So you end up a lot of the time talking to people and being like, hey, how's it going? Good. What do you do? Oh, I do this. I do that. And then you're just sort of like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I don't know what to so, talk about. <laughs> uh, let's just end it. And there's also this this guy, I think from Mexico, who keeps asking me to video chat. And I'm fine with it. I never feel like I have the right time. But then I'm also paranoid. I'm like, is this guy going to show me his dick? <laughs> Why don't you want you can just, to see his dick? You can just block yeah. him. Yeah, maybe in his language, that's okay. <laughs> his love language. <laughs> okay. All right, I don't know yes. what's wrong with me. Jackie, would you like to read? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I'm reading the next one. Uh, yes, I just figured that out. Uh, this email is from Thomas. <laughs> yep. The subject is Eyes of Heaven. Hey, JJB Pod, I've listened through all of your JoJo apps, but I haven't watched many of the other animes you guys have watched. That's fair. I'm writing in to ask if you guys have considered reviewing the JoJo Eyes of Heaven story mode. The first half of the mode is the animated parts, but if you skip the cutscenes of the manga parts, you should be alright, if only slightly details their stands. The last few chapters are written for the game, it's mostly about Jotaro versus Dio, or maybe check out the all-star battle stories, which are just the parts summarized. I played through Eyes of Heaven while I was reading part 6, and if you're careful, you'll be spoiler free. It's all good if you don't though. Thank you. Yours truly, Thomas. P.S. Hello from New Zealand. P.P.S. Hi. Every time I close my eyes, I wake up, but I'd rather not. Damn. New Zealand is cool. That's I used dark. to I used to work with someone from New Zealand. New Zealand. I mean, I was here, and they were in New Zealand. And, it's like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And they were cool. Shout out to Flight of the Concords. Dark, one of my favorite dark shows tourism. Fush and chips. <laughs> the New Zealand prime minister is a good person. Is that true? Yeah. Jacinda you don't know something. No, everybody everybody loves her. Well, I'm not everybody. She's just really good at being a prime minister. Well, I have to do my research. She's the best. All right. Um, it's Jacinda. Jacinda Arden. I called a customer at my job. Um, I referred to him as a Kiwi. And he like laughed and was like, that's right. And then when he left, my coworker was like, is that like an okay term? And I was like, oh, shit. But I, I looked it up and it's it's fine. They, okay. they call themselves Kiwis and they're fine with it. Okay. Thomas, let me know if that's okay to say. Right. Can I call you a Kiwi or is that dirty? <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about this email besides he's from New Zealand? Oh, shit. Um, yeah, I actually addressed this in a, in a previous app or maybe it was on stream, twitch.tv slash jjbpod. Um, but uh, actually, Thomas, this is very helpful to know this because, yeah, it's like Eyes of Heaven seems to mix things together. All-Star Battle, that is good to know. Um we have a PS3, we don't have a PS4, which we would need for Eyes of Heaven. Um I know Miles has a PS4, but we are all self-quarantined. We can start a Patreon tier for buy us a PS4. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that doesn't feel right. Buy us Eyes of Heaven. I mean we could just take, you know, the Patreon money and put it towards that. Really. Yeah. But But um, we would need a lot of Patreon money. We don't have that much. We don't get that much. 
everyone sign up. There's a dollar tier. There's a three dollar tier, um, and that'll be enough uh, for the three dollar. <laughs> uh, the three dollar pledges. I read their names on the podcast, like so. Thanks, Austin, Chad, Christian, Ghoster, Josh, Kevin, Martin, Michael, Tim, and Tyler. Thank you. Yeah, there's a thank there's you. a new one in there. I won't tell you who, but there's a new person. Why not? And I want to say thank you. Why won't you tell us? Who All right, it's person? Josh. There's a new person named Josh. Thanks, Josh. Thank you very much, Josh. And we're gonna watch Josh's anime. Um, maybe next week, maybe in two weeks. Patreon's also where you can find um Miles's newsletters, where he lists and takes examples of all of the shit that we reference. Like I'm sure there'll be a link to Tandem and Bring It On. Bring It On, maybe. <laughs> there was a <laughs> reference. I especially like Miles' names of categories. Like there was something where we were talking about a noise somebody makes and he just called it vocal utterances or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, Jackie, you should take the next one. Yay. This email, the subject line is no subject and it's from mouth of, how, how does how do we say this again? I forget. Hadar? We mouth may, of Hadar? We may have figured it out, but I forgot. Mouth of Hadar. <laughs> Hadar. Hey, gang. I haven't had much to say lately, but I am enjoying the podcast. Good. I know you've made it. Let's, let's try again. I, 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 th- I can't interrupt you. I just always notice you're like, oh, shit. I can't read. That's okay. Hey, gang. I haven't had much to say lately, but I'm enjoying the podcast. You know you've made it when you can go from discussing Eroguru to Eroguro to top 10 Shrek movies in one episode. By the way, there's a tabletop game called Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, based on JoJo and Persona. The folks who made it are doing a podcast, Eidolon Playtest. It's basically a JoJo fanfic being written live, and I recommend it if you thirst for more of that sweet JoJo nectar like I do. P.S., all I want to do, bow, 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 and a ching <laughs> and feel so horny. Yay. Pretty good. Yay. I love it. Thanks, Mouth of Hadar. I love it. Uh, even though you promoted a different podcast on our podcast. Well, hey, we don't do what they do. That's fine. Uh, I suppose. Or you're saying no, are no other podcast. Well, oh. what, if, what if our listeners leave us and spend all their podcast time? You know, everybody who's like, I'm catching up on all the old episodes of jjb pod go over to this new podcast well there's only and so then we many. lose all the patreon money i'm fine with it if you are if you've already listened to every single episode we have in our <laughs> backlog then you can talk then you can listen to other episodes <laughs> other podcasts no it's fine do whatever you gotta do but you know if i hope you wrote to them and 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 advertise our podcast <laughs> it's only <Yeah>. fair <laughs> you should be like you want to hear uh some people talk about it kind of a little bit <laughs> What if Mark, when we run out of content, we can <laughs> we can we can do an episode on on their podcast because it's all live content. We do a, a podcast about them. Well, I mean, yeah. if, if it's a good visual about the content, if it's a good visual tabletop RPG, we could stream it as well. That would be fun. Oh, like we could play it. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, I could just put a camera out here, point it at the table. But we don't know how to do tabletop RPGs. Yeah, we've we've done it. I've, you, I've played it. Have you done not it? Not this one, obviously. It's we've not. never done it together. We have not done... Well, I mean, we've played simple, like, board games. Who would be the dungeon master? Uh, you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now she's on board, okay. I mean, I, I don't know how to do that, but I would, I would have fun. 
Okay. <laughs> I would have a lot of fun. My, Miles. <laughs> what? Do you want to read the last email here? This email is from Martin. Hey, I had an interesting topic I wanted to talk about when I listened to last episode, but I've forgotten all about it, so I'll talk about whatever. <laughs> nice. Thanks. I don't. I didn't remember when reading at the confessional. At the confessional would be a good emo band name, by the way. Mm. Uh, I guess there's already dashboard. Yes. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. This would be a weird uh, OVA if it was at a was dashboard a... confessional. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I, I didn't remember when reading at the confessional that this story was a prequel to Golden Wind, so I was surprised to learn that while watching this episode, I don't know if it's added for the anime, but I find it a good addition to make a connection to Part 5. One Rohan story I would like to watch next would be Rohan at the Louvre. It's my favorite after the run. One show on Netflix that I would recommend watching is The Midnight Gospel. It's an adult cartoon created by Pendleton Ward, creator of Adventure Time, and Duncan Trussell, comedian. It's about a guy who is a podcast host that uses a world simulator to meet new people and talk to them about life, death, and what's in between. The audio comes from a podcast that Trussell made, and the topics are very existential, which is right up my alley. I really like the show, so if it seems interesting, give it a try. P.S. Every time I close my eyes, I keep missing my popcorn. Pretty oh, good. good. Thanks, Martin. I like getting Netflix and Hulu recommendations because... I don't know. We can't go outside, so I'm home a lot, and I'm binge watching things. So tell me about all the shows. Everybody write in, and I'm not, and I'm not watching anime. <laughs> I only watch anime for the pod. So yeah, we got too much anime. <laughs> and that's enough for me. I don't watch anime. You for know, the pod. I watch JoJo, and the rest is, uh, you know, it's like uh, it's, it's also anime, Mark. It's that's a job. What anime no, is. but it's a job. You know. Ugh. It's not a job. It is a job. The fun stuff. Except for we me. get paid like a dollar an hour. <laughs> hey, that's a job to me. A lot of people don't even make. I watch anime yep. to keep me awake at night. Interesting. I I'm always complaining about how it drags. What kind of anime you're watching that keeps you awake? Mm-hmm. Like Azumanga Daio is great if you just want to chill, and probably fall asleep. Um. Let's uh, take a break before we go into the next uh, sitch. So I got to plug in this laptop and uh, fix my posture. Mm. So yeah, let's take a break. Okay. Okay, and we are back to talk to you about Rohan Kishibe or Kishibe Rohan, whatever. Uh, Does not, well, fuck. Thus spoke Kishibe Rohan, number 16, at a confessional, which... Despite being uh, numbered as such, it is actually the first Rohan one-shot side story comic to come out. And it came out in July 7th, 1997. And uh, it is based on part four. I don't know if part four was still out at the time. I guess it must have been. Um, no, because part four is like, it starts in like 92 or something. May I ask a question? Feel free. How do we know it's a prequel? To, I know it takes place in Italy, but like, what makes it a prequel to Part Five? Well, Koichi says that he's he's uh, planning on going to Italy and asks Rohan if he could write on write in him to so that he can speak Italian, and oh, like right. that's like right in the beginning, like like that that must be before Koichi goes to Italy because I think that's his first time going to Italy, right? 
Uh, I think yeah, so. I think so. Otherwise, he probably would have gone already and been like, "That's eh, fine. I yeah. can get by." Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And if you didn't notice, um, last time we talked about one of these um spinoff OVAs, all that stuff where they're in Morio eating and talking, that's added by the anime. That's not in the original comic. The original comic is just Rohan being like, let me tell you this fucked up shit. Oh, so there is no, like, cafe. (laughs) There's no cafe. Yeah, that's all added by the anime team. So it's technically not necessarily a prequel. At least in Araki's mind in 1997, it was not. He was just thinking about Italy. Mm. It was just like, what is Rohan up to at some point in time? I wonder if he went to Italy recently and was like, let me write about it. Oh, I thought of this good story. I mean, probably. That sounds like him. Because I feel like this is what I think happened. And this is, I'm just completely making this up. But I think he like went to Italy. He went sightseeing. He saw some cathedrals and he was like, what are these booths all about? And. But he was, well, he wasn't, he wasn't <laughs> Catholic, right? But he was raised Christian. But only Catholics do confessional, right? Uh, as I know, I know that Catholics do confessional. I don't know if anybody else does or doesn't do it. Huh. Well. It seems like a Catholic either. thing because I only see it in like, I don't know. I never, I never hear anybody else talk about it or you don't see it in the movies and stuff. You only see it in Catholic movies. Yeah, it might only be Catholic. Um, here are Rohan, Rohan, I keep doing that. Here are Araki's notes about um, this side story. In 1997, the editorial team asked for a short story. The terms were less than 45 pages and no spinoff of an existing series. Hmm. Ta-da! And here's a spinoff for you. I obviously made a first draft without Rohan, but isn't it better if he's the narrator? Just read the panels without him just to see. It's like a tasteless meal, isn't it? When I think about it, with the interdiction, I would never have drawn the other Rohan spinoffs. I'm grateful for that. Oh, so this started it all. Wow. Well, yeah, Started it was all. the first one, and he was initially told, like, don't make it a spinoff, just write it. Mm-hmm. So I guess he kind of cheated it by being like, oh, no, no, it's just a character who narrates it. Yeah. And it, it kind of is. You know, none of these things that are happening are stands, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I think someone at the end comments on that, right? And they ask, like, was that a rogue stand or something? Mm. Yeah, Okuyasu asks that. Yeah. So here's the other thing about this, now that I think about it, is... Because this was not written as a spinoff initially, um, Rohan is like barely involved. He is pretty much the narrator and he does not use um, Pink, uh, not Pink Dark Boy. He doesn't use Heaven's Door at any point. What do you mean he's barely involved? He's barely involved. Most of the story is a flashback. Most of the, the, the comic. Sure. But he does this whole thing where he like intrudes on someone else's like private uh, story. Confession. Yeah, yeah, but if you think about it, it could be anyone. It doesn't have to be Rohan, and he doesn't really inflict any change upon the world. No one knows who he is. It doesn't have to. He doesn't tell them anything. But we wouldn't know. Well, we wouldn't know anything if it wasn't for Rohan. Look, if this were real, if if this really happened and Rohan was real, I would say, yes, Rohan, thank you for telling the story. No. But. No. I would also (laughs) say, you didn't really do anything there. You were just a listener, and he would be like, yeah. But that's, that's for Listen, the Listen, I am mad at Rohan for listening in on someone else's secret. Yes. Under so, false pretense. So, let's talk about... Rohan should confess. The plot. <laughs> well, he kind of did to us, and I forgive him. No! he do, But he doesn't feel sorry for it. Yeah. He doesn't know. He's a little pervert. 
um so basically the the, pre- the the way this starts is it's just rohan being like you want to hear some crazy shit <laughs> no so freaking koichi in the beginning oh yeah, yeah koichi yeah. is like hey i'm going to italy can you write something can you make it so that i can learn italian by writing into me that i speak italian uh using your heaven's door and rohan is like uh, fuck that let me tell you about when i went to italy like <laughs> just divert it made a diversion he just completely changes the subject and was like let me tell you a story he doesn't ask like koichi doesn't care does koichi care i don't think so uh and we never find out if he does it i don't think he does it's weird right because <laughs> i i heard that and i thought rohan would be like i can't give you knowledge that you don't already have no, he can do it. But I think he can because yeah. the first time I noticed that how powerful Heaven's Door is is when in part four, he wrote on someone like, I will fly backwards 10 feet. And then they just suddenly like fly backwards. I thought it was like a mind control thing. Like you would write, I will run backwards. And then they just do it, mm-hmm. which to me is like a more interesting stand. But instead, it's like he could just write things happen to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like couldn't he write in you like, I will grow wings and fly uh, to Chicago? I think so. That's like, that's fucking insane that he could just write shit. He just doesn't really use it. I would write in myself. I speak Italian. I'd speak everything, <laughs> you know? So easy. Yeah. Speak every language. GG, easy, Italian. So he starts telling the story about when he, let me, he's like, let me tell you about when I went to Venice. And uh, he, oh yeah, there's a shot of him in front of a cathedral with his back to the camera. And it's just like, his butt, like somebody spent time drawing his his butt in those jeans because his butt looks good in those jeans. <laughs> yeah, I think this is where we really see like his hip, his hip yeah, muscles. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Um, and and then he's like, "Have you heard of confessionals? They're in every Italian church." And I'm like, "Who hasn't heard of conf-? like? <laughs> it's not just Italian churches. It's like all like at least Catholic and probably it's, other it's, parts it's of o- Christianity. But it's only Catholicism." And guess am what, I, am I, am guess we what don't they don't have in Japan? Only, we don't know if it's only Catholicism. I think Catholicism. it's only Catholicism, but the point is, is there's not a lot of Christianity in Japan. But it's still like a funny, like, have you heard of it? Let me tell you all about it. And he What's explains funny the to rules. you, the, to, to, the Japanese, that's like, what? What is that? But he still doesn't get it right. Doesn't he? What does he miss? Well, he says Italian churches as if it's like a, an Italian thing. But he's not wrong to say that, right? He's, he's not being fully expansive, but all the Italian churches are probably Catholic. That's true. So, especially since that's where the, the HQ is for Catholicism. Yeah, it's where the HQ is, <laughs> which they call it. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's the HQ. You have to go to the Vatican War Room, and then you go to the Vatican Equipment Office, where they show you all the exploding crosses. What? I don't know. I'm just picturing like they have Holy Lacroix. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> if you drink Holy Lacroix, but you haven't like made confession, does it just like burn you to death? If you drink holy water, yeah, it does. Oh my no, god! No, Mark, what? That's like only it'll holy water will only burn you if you're a demon. <laughs> so, Mark, are you telling us you're a demon? Does, I wish, does holy I wish water I was burn a demon. you? I don't. We don't know that. We have no idea. It's like, what is it? Is it vampires that that holy water fucks them up? I think it's vampires. It's vampires and probably demons. Yeah. And uh, that, that's it. Un- unbaptized babies. <laughs> Um, they're fine what Uh, nothing no um yeah so he explains how confessionals work and miles have you ever done confession yeah i think every if you go through ccd which Ah. stands for catholic catechism something something like you have to do confession in like second grade 
Oh, okay. Um, well, I didn't know you And did I believe that. you have to do it again before you're confirmed as a Catholic, they, I don't think but they I'm made not me sure. Do it. I don't think they made me do it before my confirmation. But, I, but it is one of the sacraments that every Catholic child is supposed to go through. Yeah, because you have to do that before you do your first communion. Um, right. What else uh, are, are the other things though, that are sacraments? You have to take the so bap- communion. Bap- baptism is a sacrament. Um, mm-hmm. uh, confession is called, what is it called? It's not called confession. It's called, uh, begins with an R, I think. Repentance? Maybe, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that sounds right. Or reconciliation. Reconciliation. Um, communion is when you eat the bread. Uh, uh, marriage. Confirmation is one. Confirmation, marriage. Okay, um, so these aren't all things you have to do before confirmation, I'm just discovering, because you can't get married. No, no, no. You have to be baptized. You have to do, um, uh, reconciliation. You have to do communion and confirmation. And the rest are optional. You don't have to get married if you don't want to. Uh, and then one of them is, um... Is like the rights of a priest, I think, for like when you become a priest or something, maybe. Mm-hmm. What if you and the other and the last one is like your death, your death rights. I forget what they're last called. Last rights. Yeah, it's like when the priest blesses you before you die. If you do those extra ones that you didn't have to, like getting married or becoming a priest, do you get extra credit? Do you uh, go to like a, like a second tier heaven? Yeah. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. It's just it's like Patreon. I don't think so. I ah. just, it's just the process. You just have to. It's like there's just more bureaucracy. Like you can't just be with someone you have to like do the whole marriage thing uh by the way ccd stands for the confraternity of christian doctrine um and sometimes they abbreviated ccd uh, or they abbreviated ccd and sometimes just call it catechism ah catechism but catechism is not in the ccd initialism miles you lose did he say man did he say that yeah, he thought it was one of the. They're things. gonna ban me from church. I <laughs> went to Catholic school until fourth grade, and then fifth grade I started public school. So I didn't. I did CCD for confirmation, but I did communion through just my regular school. I went to Catholic school through second grade, but I went to CCD all through middle school. Mm. I asked because I'm like, well, we've been, we've done the whole thing. We've gone in to the confession booth. Not as the priest, <laughs> but as the person on the other not side I have confessing not. our sins. You have not because you were raised Jewish. That's right. Do they have any, is there equivalent, any equivalent in Judaism? No, there's nothing you have to do. and, and You no, don't have to tell anybody your secrets in Judaism? No, and no one can forgive you or needs to forgive you. You can talk to the rabbi on like your personal life and uh, they, it's like a therapist. kind of consult with them, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how good they are. Never tried that. <laughs> and I don't want to. Um, the way it works in like second grade is that, or third grade, I think is when I did it. I don't remember. Is like, it's just a bunch of kids who like tell the priest, "Ah, I cursed or something. And then you have to pray like 10 Hail Marys and then you're all good. Why do you have to say, what does saying Hail Mary more than once really do though? It's just like the worst, the worst you, the worst thing you did, the more Hail Marys you have to do. It's just like a symbol of your commitment. Uh, it's just a, it's a pain in the ass punishment. It's just, it's just like, um, I don't know. You gotta you gotta purify that soul, man. And sometimes your soul is really dirty, and you gotta wash it longer. I wish they just made like <laughs> they made longer and longer repentance like prayers. You know, I think just copying and pasting is too easy. Well, then then that's why that you have a rosary so you can count. The rosary is to count all the Hail Marys. I guess. Yeah. Maybe cool. it's about just you know like ritual. Yeah. That's why you have to go every week instead of just going once and then you're good. 
You just got to keep doing it over and over again until it sticks. Mm-hmm. Well, this is why people are all lapsed in their Christianity. It's too many things to it's do. true. Who's got the time? <laughs> anyway, Rohan um, wants to then, he sees this confessional booth, but he wanted to write something about it. And he says something to the degree of, I wanted to try it because I think he said experience breathes reality into a work. Yeah. And he kept taking pictures. He was taking pictures of it so he can draw and draw it and talk about it and stuff. Um, and then he goes inside. He's like, oh, you know, I think it's okay. I want to check it out. And so he goes inside, but he goes into the side of the priest. The, the priest yeah. booth. And I like I like that he made a mistake. Why? It just, it, you know, from a manga that's constantly about, like, people making choices, you know? Oh, like, he was trying to actually do a confession. Like, he was going to go in yes. and, and confess to the priest something. Okay. But I just like that, you know, when you, when you write something like this where everyone's sort of a, like a strategist and there's, like, the surprises are just, like, you didn't know they had that ability. But the idea that someone just fucked up, I, I just like that. It's very relatable. Um. You know, I've been in tons of confession booths as the priest. I didn't I didn't spell it out before. I've made this mistake. No, you haven't, Mark. Numerous times. No, you haven't. Uh, so, yeah, he's in the wrong <laughs> side of the confession booth. And then someone comes in and he's like, well, Father. That, yeah, and that's how he realized, yeah. Father, I must confess. And he's like, oh, fuck. And then he... <laughs> And then he justifies it to himself, like, I'm just going to stay here and listen, you know, for the experience. Uh, He's like, I'm not doing any harm. Right. Which is kind of true. He's like, it doesn't matter if, you know, all that really matters is that this guy confesses to someone. It doesn't have to be a priest. And it's like, no, it does have to be a priest. That's like what he believes, you know? Well, yeah. And that's where it's tricky because it's like, that's what that guy believes. But like, if, if that guy's right then you just denied him his ability to tell a priest right. who is the vessel for God. You're being a jerk and you're you're taking advantage of someone. Like, now you know their secret. I guess. It's, it's almost like, uh, uh, but isn't what was that, post-secret? Do you guys remember that post-secret thing? What are you talking about? Where you could just like yes. send people or put up postcards of like things that you feel that are really bad or things you did that were bad. Where it was like... Uh, like I slept with my brother's, you know, boyfriend or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, and then people would I read it. I think it still exists. It probably still exists. So like, you know, maybe that would have been useful for him if he knew about it. And then, you know, Rohan could pop out and be like, look, I'm just a guy, but don't you feel better? Hmm. I'm. Con- what are you saying? I don't understand. I'm saying, you know, maybe this guy didn't need to confess to God. He just needed right. to confess to someone. Maybe the real magic of the sacrament is like getting it off your chest. I mean, that's that's probably what it is, but it's still fucked up. Yeah. It's still fucked up. Yeah, he's not right for that, but... He's wrong. He should be like, oh, sorry, I made a mistake and like immediately leave the booth. That's what he should have done. Yeah. Though it does remind me of like, like this is almost the kind of thing that would happen in like a like a sitcom or like a like a comedy movie or something where it's like someone right. is like where they're not supposed to be and then they're like oh oh uh, yeah. yes my son because they don't want to get in trouble for being in the yeah. wrong place Here, here's my question <laughs> shouldn't it be like isn't there like a sign that says like the priest is in or the priest is out you know like why didn't they cover it up so you can't oh, go yeah. in there i think there is a there is a right sign. there has to be or There's else like how would a you light know or something yeah that someone's there like he goes in first and then he can't see but you know he's there and you go in. Yeah. Because um, you don't want to be talking to yourself in there. Anyway, the man then makes a confession that is very long 
As Jackie pointed out, he doesn't just tell like his sins. He's like, let me tell you this entire story. Yeah, which is not what you do. When you go into the confession booth, you say like, I don't know, you don't have to tell the whole story. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. You you go in there and you're like, I cheated on my wife or I lied to my parents. To be fair, though, this is a very complicated sin. Uh, yes it, it is not like if you even if you said the sin i feel like any priest might be like well wait hang, hang on so sin number How did one this he uh made a guy uh work to death yeah so you just tell mm-hmm. him that you just tell the priest that and the priest is like okay you need to do like uh, five million hail marys um <laughs> you should go to the police <laughs> um and, but and then but it's like i i did this like 20 years ago like 20 years ago i worked a guy to death and uh and then the next sin is uh you know whatever i made a guy get reconstructive surgery so that he would look like me so that the demon that was haunting me could instead kill him which so also i have two deaths on my hands doesn't that also mean that this guy got reconstructive surgery to look like his servant we should uh, we're jump- should we just go through it in order he really actually he should have just gone in there and said listen i'm responsible for the deaths of two people it was kind of an accident indirectly my fault but i well, fucked you gotta up. be specific or the priest doesn't know how to dose you all the hail marys and, and they our might fathers. ask they might ask clarifying questions i remember i i i got in there once when i was little and the priest asked me follow-up questions and i was like why is the priest asking me follow-up question? He's never done that before. You're like, you don't need to know, <laughs> Father. I was like, what is that? <laughs> Why? Probably because you're a kid and they think you need counseling, so they want to actually have you talk, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, you <know>? maybe. <laughs> um, they were like, wait, how bad is this? <laughs> did you tell him you murdered someone? Maybe that's part no. of the problem. Okay. I, t- I told him All about right. how I showed uh, naked women to the boys in the class. Oh, maybe he just wanted to high-five you. <laughs> like uh where did you get this <laughs> that's I'm rad like, why do you want to know <laughs> um so yeah this guy goes in and he just starts telling him this story um by the way I'm, I'm like i have a a summary up from the jojo wiki and they say that a starving asiatic beggar beggar came to this guy i don't did, did anyone oh that said that i don't know who wrote this but anyway um there's this guy the guy uh talks about himself as a young man he has very silly hair. They look like a bunch of number ones popping out of his forehead. So, like, we're hearing this from Rohan's point of view. So, I'm imagining that this whole thing is just Rohan is imagining the story. Like, you know, because you don't see that person. Uh, so, you have yeah. to, like, imagine. You're, like, it's like no, you're reading we do, an audio book. we do see the person, though, at the end. At the end, yes. But in the beginning, oh, I see. So, it has to have confirmed it. What do you mean? No, well, I'm just... Rohan's imagining it, but then we do see the real person. He's okay, imagining fine. it perfectly. So somehow Rohan imagined it perfectly. Unless <laughs> he didn't remember it properly, but when he told it to Koichi, he yeah. remembered it as cool and fashionable as he wanted. Because here's my thing about that. So this guy is talking about how he worked and he was working overtime as he always did past 6 p.m. And he's just moving these big ass bags of corn. Yeah. And this beggar approaches him and the beggar kind of is dressed fashionably a little bit, right? Like, he's a JoJo character. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. So I thought he looked like a beggar. It makes more sense that it is like Rohan's idea of what these people look like. Like, his malformed, uh, you know, memory. Um, because he wasn't just, like, a guy in, like, an, a, a bad t-shirt or, like, rags or whatever. He was, like, wearing something kind of complicated. Um, yeah, it had, like, a weird green pattern. It was, it was interesting. 
so this this hobo of uh, unknown ethnic origin, whatever, um, comes out and asks this guy for money. No, he he doesn't. He asks him for food. for food. You're right, and which is like. I don't know. If someone asks you for money, like maybe you can be like, all right, maybe this guy is a lazy sack of shit. But he's asking for food. Yeah. Like, what do you, all you can do with food is eat it. Yeah. Like, this guy, you can't buy drugs with food. This guy who's clearly very hungry, he's, this idiot telling the story thinks that this guy is so lazy that he won't get a job (laughs) to buy his own food. And either that's somehow easier, like debasing yourself in front of people to get money for food or just that he's not he's lazier than he is hungry you know what i mean like the Mm. dumbest logic because yeah what you're saying about money is like you might be dumb enough to think like oh this guy has enough money to get by and he just wants to ask for it or Mm -hmm. like he just doesn't want to work and again i I would ask you to look at their life and see if they think that's worth it Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's 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 very dumb thinking could it kill you to give give the guy half your sandwich would it kill you and he's like the guy kept looking at my sandwich um and so he's just like, well, you know, you're a lazy piece of shit. And the guy's like, no. And he's like, you, he says that he smells uh, and other stuff about him. And he's like, you he's have like, to work for like, it. He's like, I work for my money and food. Why don't you do that? Yeah. Um, he's like the and Michael. And he calls him a cuddled prick in his head. Oh, yeah? <laughs> in his head. He calls him a cuddled prick. This guy's like the Michael Jordan of uh, people that move bags of corn, you know? He hates his job, too. <laughs> So he's what like, I don't get is that just like this whole thing could have been solved with a hand truck. Like it would have been much easier for both of them. To a degree. Like there's no, they're carrying everything by hand. Yeah. And really not that far. Yeah. They, they, that would certainly help. It would help the other guy finish on time probably and not be so annoyed and worn out. And, it, you know, the beggar might have been able to. So the, the, the beggar is clearly very weak and starving i mean this is rohan's imagination yeah. so maybe the guy was like buff and was like hey man you got food <laughs> um but he's like all right you got to work for it and the beggar starts working and he just goes to grab he's like if you get all this corn in there then i'll give you some food and he grabs one bag of corn but then the um the worker guy is like whoa 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 don't just take one at a time you you know you, you got to get a lot of this stuff done quick so the beggar then starts taking two bags or i don't know if he's taking any more than that um and he's taking his time moving back and forth you know he's clearly exhausted very hungry and then you just hear like a thud and um the worker guy looks over and this guy's on the ground with two big heavy bags of corn on him and he immediately says like stop pretending you fainted um or something to that effect and it's like i don't know why you would jump to that again this guy must look like shit but is it right then that something crawls up his leg or grabs his leg or does he have to go over to it or something? Anyway, I think he just is still sitting there at his table thinking about it where he's just like, this lazy guy. And then you just see a hand come out oh, from yeah, under the yeah. table. He like grabs his leg. And like grab his ankle. And it's just like, what the fuck did you just say to me? Um, oh, another thing I noticed about this, uh, the vagrant is that he had two different shoes on. Yeah. He didn't have matching shoes. It's hard out here. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so you just see like the, the the hobo guy looking evil grab his ankle and from under the table is just like, I don't know, what what is he? He's just like, you did this. He looks like a demon. I keep referring to him as the demon. because He looks really evil. Even scarier. Yeah. 
And uh, he just swears revenge on him. He's like, you fucking killed me. And he's like, when you're happy, when you're at the apex of your happiness is how it was translated. Is at its climax. I'm I'll come and get you. Yeah. Um, Drag you to hell. And then that he like disappears. And um, the uh, lead character, the the worker guy looks up and sees that the body is still under the bags of corn. Yeah. And and it's just sort of like, what? Some people are like, oh, uh, someone's stuck under here. Like some guys find find the body. And they freak out. And then we jump ahead in time. um, Well, he narrates that over time. He um, made it rich because he bought land and sold it uh, like when the price went up. He made a bunch of corn products uh, like chips and stuff, including, by the way, he, he says he like... He built a cornflake empire. <laughs> yeah, it included crackers. Are crackers ever made out of corn? Aren't, the, like, aren't crackers made out of wheat? Not until this guy invented it. I don't know, I'm going to look up corn crackers. Probably. Like, I think you can have, like, hard corn tortillas, so you can make a cracker. Maybe. There's, like, gluten-free bullshit. Or a cookie. And, like, uh, what are those things called that are, like, thin? They're kind of corn. I'm going to sound so dumb when I figure out what it's called. They're, like, discs. And they're, like, for people who are on diets, they're not bread. They're, like, they're kind of like crackers, like a bunch of popcorn, like, pushed together into a Uh, brick. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Rice Krispies? No, it's it's like that though. Oh yeah, well it's rice, so it's not corn. Yeah, but yeah, it's a rice something. Like a rice patty, rice, or a rice, rice cake, rice cracker, rice thing. Rice crackers are a mm. thing. Yeah, I don't rice know. Rice cakes are a thing. Listeners, write in if you have a favorite corn cracker hmm. that that exists for real. He, he becomes rich and married. He built a cornflake empire, and like he got an inheritance or something too. Yeah, it, well, he bought the land because uh, a wealthy relative died. Mm. and left him an inheritance um yeah so he just talks about that he had like really good fortune he then was able to go to a fashion show in milan where he met his wife Mm -hmm. Uh, it's funny though because he shows her on the runway and she has model like resting bitch face because at (laughs) first i thought it was like oh did he have a bad relationship with her? because she's just glaring at him but then it fades into her at the wedding and she looks like super happy i was like oh okay and he had a daughter and he was very happy. And then when, when he thinks to himself, oh, man, I'm so happy. That's when his daughter is possessed by this. Well, vagrant. well, 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 hang on, hang on. No, hang on. Let, let's color in a little bit. Fine. So he is very happy and he's walking through a square that I guess is on his mansion because he says he has like six servants and three drivers or something like that. Like this guy's seriously balling out hardcore. Um, I'm sure somewhere in his company there are young people trying to move multiple bags of corn uh during overtime and uh passing out dead but whatever you never learn and uh he's just walking through some square with uh a guy that works with him let's presume who uh has a little bit of a hitler vibe i think that guy just has like dark hair that's like a bit of a a comb over kind of sloping off his forehead and he has like a small brown mustache but that's neither here nor there um so he's walking with this guy and then his daughter runs up behind him and is like papa look at this trick and she puts a piece of popcorn on the back of her hand and then smacks like her wrist so that the popcorn pops off it and she goes to catch it uh and i think she can't right does she miss at first and they're like you could do it again Mm -hmm. they like give her they, they encourage her to do another shot um and she does it and she nails it i think Mm-hmm. or I don't know. is it while it's up in the air the demon appears? 
I forget. Well. But he possesses her in a very cool way. So this girl gets possessed. Her eyes, like her pupils disappear. Maybe they roll back in her head. And then her tongue becomes like enlarged and comes out of her mouth. And it's got the beggar demon face on it so scary but her whole body is possessed because he controls her whole body and she's most yeah she's mostly just standing there and her hair i think is like sticking up in the air um and yeah now he's just talking through her tongue she's sort of motionless but looks horrifying um and he the demon is just like hey guess what i uh have been helping you the reason why you've been so lucky is because i've been wanting you to do well so that i can take my revenge on you while you're so happy which like i don't know does that really what? how would you guys do it if you were a revenge demon would you just want wouldn't you want someone to be just like miserable well i think what the i think what he's trying to do is he's trying to get him at the ha- happiest he could possibly be so that it, it, the fall is worse you know what i mean like if you're if you're if you're already low and miserable and someone kills you or something and like something happens to you it's like i don't know another just another like you're not falling that far you know i guess but in this case then the man's like fall the man's unhappy moment is i mean yeah he also probably was paranoid the whole time of his life but it's a little bit like i don't know you had him like freaking out for like 20 minutes and you also like you let him get to that point only to like kill him like death is he should have been like, instant. in one week, I will come for you. And he would just like yeah. freak out for an entire week or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then slowly eat his family or something one by one. I or don't know. Like, I'm just, or I'm just like, spitballing. Or like torture him first. Like get him to that yeah. high and then turn him into, and then turn him basically into a vagrant so he knows what it feels like. Ah. You know what I mean? Like take away his fortune, take away his family, you know, like give him mm-hmm. everything and then take it away so that he feels that pain. And now he's a vagrant and then he can see how you know, vagrants are, are treated like they're invisible and, you know, you're hungry all the time and like whatever, whatever, you know, or, like, and he can feel that. And or. That's uh, how you do he it. He takes the weight of two corn bags and like makes it so it's permanently like on his back and he has to Ooh, walk around with like 50 forever. pounds. Miles, how would you take your revenge if you were a revenge demon? I think I would not get him. I think I get the idea of like building him up, Build me but up. he built him up so much that he was able to prevent the revenge in the end because he got that he got so rich yeah that's kind of true that like if he hadn't which we'll we'll talk about he he had the means to avoid this kind of thing which is a little Mm -hmm. weird it's weird that this is like a supernatural sort of demon guy but he's just like "Ah, that looks like him you know like it's supernatural (laughs) he should be able to like figure it out but i don't know i guess He's just a guy who supernaturally can pop out of your tongue. Whatever. Um, and can you guys help me? I don't exactly understand why they have to do this thing. Is it just because, like, what does he first say? Does he say, like, I'm going to kill you? And then the um, the main guy, the worker guy, says, like, that's not fair. And then he's like, let's see what fair is. Is it like that? I don't know. He gives him this chance for, like, no reason. He should have just killed him. But he said, like, he's like, that my punishment is just. He's saying yeah. that, like, this is deserved or whatever. And he's like, let's prove it. But if you do this, then he, I think decide. he says, like, yeah, fate or God yeah. will, like, steer it to be whatever it should be. Um, 
I forget exactly what it is though. I feel like the, it's just that the the worker guy, I, I don't know his fucking name. The man just like says it's not fair and he's like, "All right, we'll make it fair then." Mhm. Um and so what he does is sort of ripping off what the daughter was doing. He's like, "If you throw this piece of popcorn up in the air high enough that it goes past this lamp, this like street lamp, and catch it in your mouth three times, then uh, I won't kill you, I think, right? Let's test your luck. Yeah. Even though if I were the demon, I'd probably be like, all right, I'm taking your foot. And he just like rips yeah. his foot off or something. But um, So if you won't take the test, I'll rip your head off now. So you don't really have a choice. Um, you have to catch uh, he, the- he, he does tell him he's going to rip his head off? Yeah, if he doesn't. If oh, he doesn't. I thought it was more vague. No, I'm going to rip your fucking head off right now if you don't do that. Like, oh, you get a choice. Do you want to do this test or do you want me to rip your head off? Like- Pick oh one. yeah 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 <laughs> and um so you have to catch the popcorn in your mouth three times in a row you have to throw it higher than the lap lamp and you have to do it when i clap if you throw it too late so after too late after i clap or if you uh don't you, throw it over the if lamp. you throw it too low i'll just kill you so don't fuck up I, I love I love that the guy is like wait 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 don't but then he just claps anyway <laughs> and he claps and he's like fuck and he throws it yeah <laughs> of course he's like yelling he's like ah which of course does make you wonder he has like a huge staff of people is this like did this guy do like a time stop you know is he like in a separate dimension because wouldn't someone be like what are you doing sir what are you yelling about yeah. why is your daughter yeah. just standing there mm-hmm. um also there's a lot of corn in this one I wonder why because yeah. like popcorn and because like- it. it it's he, all corn. He killed him with corn. And yeah. But because he was working with corn, he knew how to make a cornflake empire. Or he didn't really know how to do it. He got help. Yeah. But so it's it's just kind of um, poetic to be like, you're going to die if you don't know how to do the corn tricks. Mm-hmm. If you don't know enough about how corn behaves. Um, so first thing he does is he yells and he throws popcorn up in the air. And it's up and he's sort of like like rocking back and forth trying to find it. But then the sun is right above them. And I think that that is also what got his daughter initially um, when she was first trying and she goofed. Uh. But he manages to, he doesn't do anything special, right? He just, it just appears and he's able to do it. He's able to like on, on the way back down, he's able to, to catch it. Like even though the sun is in his eyes, he can, he catches it. Does it? Ex- oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. It, it, it bounces off his cheek. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It bounces off his cheek and he. Oh yeah, and then it's like his super long tongue. Yeah, he grabs it. it with his tongue. Yeah, and the, the demon was probably like, "Oh, that's a long tongue too." And he's like, "Yeah, I did it!" And he was like, "Uh, can we move to the shade?" And the demon's like, "If I let you move to the shade, what else are you gonna ask me for?" <laughs> yeah, the demon's like, "If you give a mouse a cookie." Yeah. What's the next demand you'll make? Is what he says. Yeah, I, I would have liked it as well if the demon just said "fuck you" and he just clapped. <laughs> He's like, "Do it again." <laughs> uh, so the guy throws popcorn up in the air, but then a bird, a pigeon. No, no. This time the 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 sun goes behind a cloud, and he's like, "Yes." Yeah. I can do it. And then a pigeon goes for it, and it's like, yeah. "Oh no." I would have liked it if we looked over and uh, a girl that Caesar Zeppeli kissed had shot the pigeon out of her mouth. Um, because I don't know if you guys remember. I do not remember. One of the weirdest parts of part two was when Caesar and and Joseph are sort of sparring. Um, Caesar kisses a girl by the fountain and then Joseph talks to her and a pigeon flies out of her mouth. And it's that somehow using Hamon, Caesar put a bird in the girl's mouth. Anyway, mm. it's a great... Gross. It's a I great remember moment. that. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, the clouds go away, but then there's a pigeon flying in, 
and the guy was like ready for this i guess he just like rips open does he is this where he rips open the bags of corn yeah he he yeah, yeah and he spills all the corn yeah yes. so, so all these pigeons are distracted it's a very jojo no moment. well he does that to distract the one pigeon because it's just one pigeon that goes right. for it. And so he does it to d- distract the one pigeon, but now all the pigeons are watching. Well, well, wait, wait, we get there, we get there. All right. Because it's just the one goes up in the air, a pigeon is going to catch it, which I don't, I don't think they do that. I, I think they usually just wait for it to hit the ground. But so he just throws a bunch of the popcorn on the ground, the pigeon's distracted, no sun, he caught it. And then he's really hyped up. Um, he's really feeling himself. Um, but dun 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 by the way this this power could be like a stand it's almost like notorious uh big why you know because it like activates on death you Mm. know it's like a vengeance spirit that um activates when you die yeah but in this universe ghosts exist like there was a ghost dad and there were other uh, there's a ghost girl and a ghost dog yeah i want to talk about that actually and now a ghost vagrant this ova helped me understand why i like part four um but anyway so he catches the second one and then He's like, let's go for a third. And now all the pigeons are watching. All the pigeons have gathered and are watching. And some of them are CGI, which I thought was interesting. Oh, really? Yeah. I looked in the background and some of the pigeons walking around were 3D models. They were very smooth. Why wouldn't they be eating all the corn on the ground? It's a good point. They really should just already be at his feet and yeah. stuff. But mm-hmm. either way, it would, st- it would still pose a problem. Because right. maybe, I don't know, maybe there are some dumb ones that would look for it if you threw it up. Mm-hmm. Um so he sets it on fire he throws it up and we notice that it's on fire we look down and his hands are also on fire yeah i guess did he hastily dump fuel on his hands from the Mm. lighter i don't know how you do that i don't know how you catch your own hand on fire while trying to light some popcorn even if you're in haste it should just burn you and that's it uh so the popcorn goes up in the air he does this so the pigeons don't go for it because it's on fire. It is on fire. Uh, but then a problem happens, which is that because it is on fire, it's sun, very bright. The and sun it, comes out. It blends. Yeah, the sun is back out. And therefore, it blends into the same light coming out of the sun. And he can't see it. And he's sort of rocking around. Uh, but it, it, it doesn't matter because then the popcorn lands on his shoulder or something. It lands on his shoulder and it kind of rolls off and then he's like, fuck. And then his head just gets cut off. And you're, you know, the viewer, me, we're, we're watching this like, and Rohan as well. We're like, wait, but how are you talking to us in the confessional if your head got chopped off? Well, and, and, and we go back to the, the present of the story. Yeah. And. Rohan's in the booth listening, like sweating, like, uh, But what? you're, you're here. <laughs> and, well, the guy just says like, your whole thing right now is probably, well, then how am I talking to you? And he's like, but you know, I had a lot of money and I was able to find someone who would listen to anything I would say, mm-hmm. even if it meant getting re- reconstructive surgery. He didn't, he didn't say that. Oh, he didn't say he that just part? Said, he just said, someone who would listen to anything I say. And then you hear the, the servant. Or you you hear you hear someone that looks exactly like the being guy in the like story master. Yeah, being master. like yeah master like you made me get reconstructive surgery he said something like that and um, it's, and it's the the body the appearance of this person is the the master that we heard of in the flashback he has the same stupid hair with the with the crooked points but it's a body carrying his head separately um, talking to him and so you get the idea here you hopefully figure out that the servant we saw when he's talking to his daughter in one of the flashbacks that's actually him and we see that face that hitlerish face come out from behind the curtain so basically this guy got reconstructive surgery to look like his servant and the servant 
got reconstructive surgery to look like the master. So basically because this guy was so afraid of vengeance, because he wholly trusted this weird one-time ghosty thing that was like, I will kill you when you get really happy. He pretty much swapped bodies with a servant. And that whole time, the story we heard about the guy flicking popcorn up in the air, that wasn't the master. The master was in disguise watching from the sidelines, I assume, because he knew every detail of what happened. So I don't know how else he would tell the story. Um, and so his sin, I guess what he feels bad about is that he, um, you know, in order to fool this demon and stuff, he switched bodies and that got someone killed. That got their head cut off. Yeah, but he knew that was going to happen. He won't even own up to and take responsibility for what he did. Yeah. You know? And he's not able to stand around and, and wait to be like, how many Hail Marys? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. He just gets up and then goes out. He should have been like, you have to do a Hail Bible. You have to read the whole goddamn Bible out loud. Why did he tell this story with a twist ending? Like, who tells a story with a twist like that? You know? <laughs> you, ne- you never want to spook a priest? <laughs> You never thought about how do I speak? Because like the linear way to tell that story is, so I got this servant who got reconstructive surgery because I thought I could outsmart this demon. Um, You're saying halfway through his story, he would say, after I got rich, I decided that I would swap bodies. Yeah, Yeah, I tried to figure out, I've been thinking for, you know, decades how to get around this like demon, this this, uh, vengeful ghost problem. Um, And so this is what I did. I didn't expect it to get him killed, but it's my fault. You know, like... Nobody tells a story like that, like when you're talking about somebody else in the first person, like somebody else who got their, who got your face on their face. You don't talk about them like they're you, you know? Right. Yeah. Just has a flair for the dramatic. I, I like the idea also here that because he was so rich, he found a servant that would do this. But I, I wonder, does that mean that he hired other servants or he approached other people who worked for him and was like, so there's this revenge demon and like, right. <laughs> I kind of killed somebody, but really he could have said no. And you know, like, he probably doesn't think he did anything that bad. And yeah. then he's like, would you like, like I'll pay he's you like, extra. I thought he was, I thought he was just slack, a slacker. I just right. thought he was a slacker. I didn't know he was really starving. You should have seen this guy. He was really buff <laughs> and thick. Um, and, and then, you know, he probably was like, what if we get reconstructive surgery and we kind of swap appearances and like a bunch of people were like, I have to resign right now. You're fucking weird. Yeah. Who would <laughs> agree to that? I don't think he got this guy on the first shot. I think he tried other people and they were like, you're, you're fucking weird. Right, I don't know well, why I talked to you. You got a guy who was like, all right, well, I need somebody to bail me out of this yaku, yaku, Yakuza death uh, yeah. debt stuff. Um, I honestly thought, because I, I read this and it was nice seeing this come to life because it reminded me of, of uh, when I read it and I never thought I would see this animated. But I kind of forgot some of the details. I thought he was going to kill the daughter. Did you guys think that? Uh, No, maybe. I thought he yeah. was just going to like... That's what the second demon vows. That's that what he should have done. At his daughter's yeah. point of maximum happiness. We should point out that it, when we're back in the church and we see like, oh, the guy who entered the confession booth is the master with the servant's appearance. And we see that the servant with the master's appearance with a head cut off is being like, why did you make me do that? And there's a second person there. And it's the revenge demon in the first place. Now he has two vengeful ghosts. This man has two demons. How do you, you know, man, you think you're solving one problem and you just multiply it. And the other demon's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking kill your daughter when she's happy. Why does? Um, why do they wait? And, Don't give him time to figure it out. Just kill him. Yeah, really. Just and, kill his whole family in front fu- of him, and then mur- and then kill him. They're like ta- <laughs> they're like tag teamed because he's like, "Don't let him escape again. We have to stay close to him twenty four hours a day." 
Um, and I like to believe that then somehow he's going to swap bodies again or something. And there's just going to be like three demons no, following he, he's him. He's going to outsmart them in some other way. He's just going to like Katamari Damashi them into like a big like ball of demons chasing him everywhere. <laughs> um, that's what I wonder. Um, I wonder if that would happen. And then at the end, Rohan is like, <laughs> well, that's a thing that happened. Like it's it's just it's like him in the cathedral. <laughs> like, well, that happened. And, you know, I can't blame him. And I respect the guy or something. I'm like, what, Rohan? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it was something where he was like, I think he's evil, but I respected his what his tenacity or something. Yeah. And he was like, but not everyone yeah. may agree with me. <laughs> Yeah, because he tried so desperately to hang on to life. And I was like, Rohan, you almost had it. Because remember that he killed a man to make that happen. You know, it's not like, oh, he got surgery and blah, blah, blah. It was like, because this guy could have just like, I I don't know. You could have just gotten surgery to look like somebody completely different. Maybe the demon would eventually figure it out. I don't know. Um, I think Rohan sees that like Rohan would go to any length to pursue his art almost any length mm. yeah so like i guess he sees that part of himself in this demon dodger yeah just obsessive about uh about getting the job done or whatever i don't know it's just weird because i don't know why the revenge demon couldn't tell like hey you're in disguise or if he was watching from earlier that day did he did this guy have the rest of the staff talk to this one servant like he was the boss because mm. if not you don't know when this demon's going to show up what if he showed up and saw that you were like all right you go get the corn and drive it to me. Yeah, I don't know what servants do. Um, if he was like, get my laundry or something, then the demon would figure out something was up. But it's like, no, he perfectly appeared when the two guys were just standing next to each other, talking to a little girl. Um, but yeah, I thought he was going to miss the third piece of popcorn and the girl would just keel over dead instantly, um, which would be fucked up, but I, I don't know. It would have been pretty gnarly. Um, I think the demons, like, they gotta stop playing all these the the ghosts the they should stop playing all these games and just you know get the job done man yeah none I of mean, this waiting around stuff you got a lot of time when you're a ghost you know you might as well yeah but then you set yourself up for this shit i think rohan should true. rohan should have confessed at the end he should have gone to a real priest and said father <laughs> i listened in on some other guy's murder <laughs> story yeah let me tell you all about it. <laughs> and then that guy's like, I'm actually the master in disguise. <gasps> the other thing that's fucked up about this, by the way, is that when you go to confession, you're, the priest is not supposed to tell anybody. Like, that's like a... But Rohan's not a priest. Right. I know. Rohan's not a priest. So that's even more fucked up is like, you're you're doing this confessional thing because you don't... I mean, the guy is an asshole. Like, fuck this guy. But still, like, on principle, I think if something is wrong, it's always wrong, you know? Yeah. And for him to violate a confessional by pretending to be a priest and then to tell the story to all his friends is so fucked he up. He told, like, three people. And, it's fucked up. But he's not a priest. He doesn't have to... Uh, no, he doesn't have to, but it's like, it makes it even more unethical, I think. I think that might, you might, be, you you might a- be right, except he already knows this guy is a big piece of shit and it's a crazy supernatural thing that happened. I think he's allowed to tell people. What do you think Rohan wanted to confess? Oh, yeah. It would probably be nerdy shit. Like one time I drew a guy and it wasn't shaded well or, you know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a dingus for that. 
Rohan has proved himself to be a little bit of an asshole, like in 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 everything that we've seen him in, like in the series. Like he's always a little bit of an asshole, and he's always like not self aware about like how he's being a dick to people. Like he doesn't. But he, but he he's, doesn't, he's getting self aware. Is he? He ma- he admits that he made a mistake here, and in the run, he was just like even I. You know, I forget what it was that he said, where he he admits that he can sometimes be a bit of an asshole. Oh, okay. In some way. All right. Well, but usually it seems like he's just kind of a dick and he like doesn't, he doesn't realize it. He just it. mistreats all the fucking teenagers that live in his town. Well, anyway, which I don't is, think which he is would, dickish. Okay. I think whatever he would confess is still like, I think he, I think he would miss whatever the, the worst things that he's done. Oh are. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's what I mean. He would, he would confess like, oh, I, I made a bad deal or something. Yeah. Or like, I really skimped out on this one part of an illustration. He wouldn't think about. Yeah, how he fucked people over. But with confession, you don't have to confess every single sin, right? Because people sin all the time every day. So you don't have to no. confess you don't have to confess every single sin, but you know, whatever big ones you remember, you have to say. So if you remember something, you're like, Okay, well I can't tell the priest about the time I murdered someone, like, no, you have to say it because that's a big one and you remember it. Um, but and then once you get out of the confessional and you do your penance, which is like the Hail Marys, I don't know, there might be other stuff they make you do, but usually it's like you have to say some prayers um it's or it might be like okay it's like a like a recipe like five our fathers and 20 hail marys whatever um and whatever it's like different prayers also give me money (laughs) but um but yeah so then once you do that all of your sins like your 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 slate is clean and you are you're just forgiven for everything right and that's when you should probably die uh you go to heaven Anyway, um, so I forgot to we forgot to mention that Rohan says during his closing bit about how like, yeah, this guy, I kind of respect him, even though he's a bad person. He says, like, I would visit him again and interview him if I could. But thus far, I do not believe we've heard from this man who has no name. Um, Yeah. And then we cut back to the frame story of Rohan talking to Koichi um, at a cafe and Yukako has showed up. Okuyasu was also there. I forgot to mention Okuyasu yeah. at some point was there. Um, and Yukako looks good in the new in the new art style. She looks very different. Yeah, she looks extremely different. Mm-hmm. But I I like her. And she says something to Koichi like, "Wow, Koichi, if something were ever haunting you, you should let me know because I would fuck them up <laughs> instantly for you." I think maybe it's supposed to be uh, like sort of a oh wow Yukako is still scary. But I'm like, I don't know. I, let's see if she could do it. Let's see it happen. They're, they look like they have a healthy relationship. Koichi was pretty close to, to being part of the... Uh, or no, he was part of the Black Sabbath fight in uh, part five. Maybe if Yukako went on vacation with him... Uh, I guess it's not vacation, it's a mission, but maybe Yukako's mm. hair could have fucked up that uh, that first stand we see in part five. Um, but uh, we'll never know. So, uh, we'll never know. did you guys like this? I liked it okay. I thought it was a little, like, even for JoJo, it was a little bit of a stretch to believe that this man had gotten reconstructive surgery. I think these Rohan things are nice to, like, dip into every once in a while, but seeing them back to back, I don't like it as much. Ah. Jackie. Me. It's my turn. Um, I don't like, I don't, I don't like the unethical bits of oh, this man it's why it's how i feel <laughs> i don't like the unethical bits of this but uh it looked 
good, the art. Um, it was an interesting story. I thought it was scary. It was a good, the, the twist was good at the end. It was a scary twist. Um, we had to rewatch it a couple of times because we were like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, we didn't get it Yeah, at we, first. we only went back once. Yeah, yeah, but still, it was like, what is happening? And then we got it. Um, I thought it was a good, it was a good, uh, it's a good spooky story. I yeah. just don't like the context yeah. of the confessional. I don't uh, like, I don't like, it I being, think if like, yeah, go ahead. I, I think like if you, if the other thing I want to say is like, is if we're getting a Rohan spinoff, I would like there to be more Rohan. Like he's the character I want. Yeah. Instead of like him, like telling the story that has nothing to do with him. I, like I would like a little more Rohan and Rohan spinoff. Cause I love Rohan. I guess I, I like the idea that these are spooky spinoff stories. Um, and I prefer in some ways I prefer this to the run. Um, because part of what I like about part four, I figured out because of this is I like the supernatural stuff to it. That not everything is a stand mm. and some things are just spooky ghost related. Um, you know, someone died and now they haunt you or they, they haunt a place. Um, it's that sort of dark side of things that I enjoy about Morio. Um, so I really enjoyed it. The thing about Rohan being unethical, like, I don't know, I kind of expect Rohan to be an asshole. So even though you're right, he probably technically was in the wrong to um, stay and listen to a guy's confession. That doesn't, I don't know. Don't excuse it, Mark. I'm not excusing it. This didn't really happen. It's a story. I'm, he's allowed to uh, be an asshole because that's his character. But it really upset me. Well. So it's real. <laughs> all right. I guess that's how that works. It's like uh, The Secret, but uh, with uh, schizophrenia, you know? What are you talking about? Like you dislike something enough and you don't want it and then it becomes real. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I am, yeah, definitely, uh, well, not definitely, but I'm sure we're not going to have Jojo for another long while, unfortunately. Um, so well. next week we will either be watching a Patreon pick or something that we, um, sidebarred a while ago to watch, but it will not be Jojo. However, you can feel free to email us your thoughts on this. Feel free. Uh, or about uh, good ways to play the other JoJo games, spoiler-free, or, uh, you know, about um, feelings you have about Part 6, if it ever happens, as an anime. And you can email us by writing to jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Um, until next time, folks, um, don't uh, trick people into getting surgery to look like you. And uh, have a good week. Yay! Bye. Bye. Stay safe. Bow, bow.